ex-Catholic priest reveals how Rome keeps people in bondage. That is the message I have for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, a very important message, by the way. Uh, you, you get this understanding of what I'm going to uh, talk about today in a short message. It won't be long. It'll give you uh, a good idea on what this whole system of Roman Catholicism is all about. Charles Shinneke, he was originally from Canada. This man was a, a Roman Catholic for 50 years, and he was a Roman Catholic priest for 25 of those years. And uh, this man uh, eventually made his way into the States, into the United States, and he established a Catholic colony in Illinois. And at this point in his life, he was absolutely dead set against the Protestant church. I mean, he was, I mean, he went dead set against them, folks. And uh, eventually this man uh, got saved and the Lord delivered him out of that religious system like myself. Not only that, but his entire congregation at the time was converted also over a thousand people. Uh, what a revival it was. You know, people came from all over uh, to see what was happening uh, because it was a move of God. And uh, it's a beautiful thing because it was the word of God. It was, it was the scriptures that set the people free. And your heart got to rejoice when you hear things like this. And unfortunately, uh, stuff like this, a revival among the Catholics, you're not going to hear it in this modern day world, folks, in the modern day church, because there, there's so much um, dancing with Rome, uh, unity with this a system that preaches the same uh, gospel that they did during the time of this man, Shinneke. And he warned, oh boy, did this man warn uh, the church at that time about the church of Rome and the danger. But, you know, even in his time, few were listening, folks. And, and how much more in the day in which we're living, it's disgraceful, actually, when you see the, uh, the uh, stuff that goes on in many of the churches calling for unity with this church. So anyway, let me quote from a New York Times article uh, from July 11th, 1859, and the uh, title of that article uh, is this. It said, Father Shinneke at the Cooper Institute, his difficulty with the Catholics of Illinois. The article went on to say, the Reverend Father Shinneke, formerly of the Church of Rome, whose persecution by the Catholics in Illinois has rendered him famous, preached two sermons at the Cooper Institute yesterday at the Union Sabbath meetings held there. So, let me, so, let me just stop there. We, we see right off the bat here, folks, that this man was severely persecuted by the Roman Catholic people. I mean, if it made a, if it made a story in the New York Times, uh, it, it, there must have been some type of persecution. So it says he became famous. So this man stood for the truth, uh, and what uh, a testimony he has, uh, for sure. And uh, what, what took place, obviously, folks, you know, I know I'm a former Roman Catholic, when you come out of darkness, it's going to be a battle, a spiritual battle, a spiritual warfare between light and darkness. And that's what this man faced. And, if, you know, there were other articles uh, that were written uh, in the New York Times also talked about the times he would go to speak. I mean, thousands of people would come against this guy. They, they would do everything they could do to keep him from speaking. 
So uh, I want to let you know, folks, it's a spiritual battle that rages, uh, especially if you came out of that system like I did. There's warfare. You're not going to find much support even from your modern-day pastors in the modern-day church. If anything, they're going to turn against you. That's what's going on, folks. And that's why I continually warn uh, people. So um, uh, one of the things in the same article uh, from the New York Times, you know, it it talks about uh, Shinneke, and he deals with the topic of the uh, popish interpretation and how you need the pope's interpretation. And uh, he also talks about, not in this article, but, you know, in the past he spoke about the uh, early church fathers and uh, stuff like that. So at one of the sermons uh, that he had, according to this article, he said the following. He said, the Church of Rome permitted the reading of the scriptures but did not allow him who read to interpret them according to the light which God had given to every man, his conscience and his understanding. Often the interpretation of the Church of Rome was the exact opposite to the obvious meaning of the scriptures. Of what use was it to read a book if you were not allowed to understand it? How would it be if a lady were told by her husband that she might go to see the country in the neighborhood of New York, but not with her own eyes? Supposing her husband said, this clergyman, for instance, will go with you and look for you, and when you come home, he will tell you what you have seen. And at that point, laughter must have broken out, because that's what it said in the article. She would say she would rather not go. So that was from that same article, Father Shinnegy at the Cooper Institute from uh, July 11, 1859. So uh, it is humorous that the way this man spoke. He had freedom, folks. I mean, he, he was in bondage for all those years, 50 years in that church, 25 years as a priest. So this man, he knew the ins and the outs of the Roman Catholic system. Think of all the confessions that he heard. Think about all the Catholic masses, uh, the countless masses over and over and over that he did, transubstantiation, the Eucharist. This went on for 25 years, ladies and gentlemen. So for for this man to be set free, it was truly uh, a a wonderful thing, a miracle. You know, uh, there was a book that he wrote called 50 Years in the Church of Rome. And let let me just give you a little uh, portion from that book. uh, Dealing with this topic of the church fathers and, and interpretation and how Rome holds sway over the people. So it says the following, there are several imposing ceremonies at the ordination of a priest, and I will never forget the joy I felt when the Roman pontiff, that's the Pope, presenting to me the Bible, ordered me with a solemn voice to study and preach it. That order passed through my soul as a beam of light, But alas, those rays of light and life were soon to be followed as a flash of lightning in a stormy night by the most sudden and distressing darkness. When holding the sacred volume, I accepted with unspeakable joy the command of studying and preaching its saving truth, but... I felt as if a thunderbolt had fallen upon me when I pronounced the awful oath which is required from every priest. I will never interpret the holy scriptures except according to the unanimous consent of the holy fathers. 
and that's from 50 Years in the Church of Rome by Charles Shinneke. All I can say is, wow. So here this priest, you know, he wanted to serve God. And, and now, now this is, he's being ordained as a Roman Catholic priest, and, and he's being given uh, the Bible and says, here, study and preach it. And then immediately after that, he's told that you cannot interpret the Holy Scriptures except according to the unanimous consent of the Holy Fathers. And that's why he spoke that thing in that article uh, where they broke out in laughter. Basically, you know, you can go to this area in New York and I'll send a clergyman uh, with you and, and he'll, he'll go with you. He'll look for you. And when you come home, he'll tell you what you saw. So it's the same thing with the scriptures, ladies and gentlemen. That's the point he's trying to make here. So when you have this thing, uh, this uh, order from Rome telling you that you can only interpret the scriptures their way, according to the early church fathers. And if you read the book, uh, he talks about his time in, se in the seminary with his buddies, and they would talk about things like this, and, and basically they said, hey, we don't even have a copy of this uh, church fathers, and we probably never will. So how can they tell us that, that we, we've got to be under the uh, interpretation of the Holy Fathers? We don't even know what they're talking about ourselves. And, and they used to confront their teachers and ask them the questions, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So this is, this is the bondage uh, that many people are in. The priests are in it. And obviously, their congregations, their parishes all over the world, okay? Close to one billion people, ladies and gentlemen. So this is what we're talking about here. This is why I warn, and you don't hear this <laughs> in, your, in your pulpit, folks. They're dancing with Rome. And another thing... Uh, you need to understand, folks, if you take a look at the Roman Catholic Catechism of uh, 1994, item number 100, listen to this. It says, the task of interpreting the word of God authentically has been entrusted solely to the magisterium of the church, that is, to the pope and to the bishops in communion with him. So this is how they keep people in bondage, folks. They're telling you that this interpretation of the Word of God, we're talking about the Bible, it's, it's been given solely, I mean only to them, only to the magisterium of the church. That is to the Pope and to the bishops in communion with him. That is not true. You know, the whole Reformation, folks, people were getting saved. People were being born again of the Spirit through simple study of the Word of God. They opened the Word of God for themselves, and they got saved. And this is an evil teaching, folks. This is demonic from the pit of hell. And this is what keeps people uh, into subjection to the uh, Church of Rome like slaves in bondage, ladies and gentlemen, I know I was in that system. I never heard the truth of the gospel preached under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Never heard about being justified by the blood of Jesus Christ, the book of Romans, and so on and so forth. This is why I am telling you this today, folks. You can be set free from the bondage of Roman Catholicism. Hallelujah! It's exactly right. So uh, I'm here to tell you today, folks, you do not need the consent of the church fathers. I'm here to tell you as a former Roman Catholic that the truth will set you free. Colossians 2 and 8, it says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not 
after Christ. Folks, man-made tradition will put you in bondage. I know I came out of that bondage, folks. What a delight, what a joy to be free from this idolatry. I don't have to go to a Catholic priest and have him offer up the sacrifice of the Mass, receive the Eucharist. I don't have to do that, folks. I've been set free. Hallelujah. Christ has redeemed me by his precious blood. Glory uh, to God. It says here in Galatians uh, 1, verses 3 and 4, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Hallelujah. That's God's word, folks. It brings freedom. I think it was Martin Luther, you know, he concentrated on this uh, verse here, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins. And he said, Satan will always try to paint God as a tyrant. And, and I, I want you to see that, folks. God is not a tyrant. Read those words again. You're in bondage today, or perhaps you're not saved, or perhaps you've been suffering from condemnation. Listen to me here today, folks. The Lord Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins. Hallelujah. You ain't going to drag this real Jesus Christ down from heaven and put him on a Roman Catholic altar, by the way. Folks, he came, he gave himself for our sins. He wants to set you free today. This is liberty. This is freedom. Hallelujah. Galatians 5 verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Don't fall for the bondage of Rome. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I'll read that again. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. You're free in Jesus Christ. He paid the price with his blood. Galatians 3 verses 1 and 2. Oh foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth crucified among you? This only what I learn of you. Received ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Hallelujah. You know, Satan will always try to put you under bondage, folks. You get saved and all of a sudden you, you hear a, a teacher and then now you're wondering, uh-oh, you know, what do I do now? Am I really safe? Listen to me now. Walk by faith. You say, well, you know, I stumbled, brother. You know, I don't know. You know, uh, get back up again. Righteous man falls seven times. Get back up, folks. You keep your eyes upon the Lord. You walk by faith. God is not a condemner. Oh, somebody once said, a preacher heard him say, you know, Satan will always condemn you and push you away from God. But Christ, God Almighty, will always woo you back to himself. He's a God of love. You see that? So, so that's Satan working to try to keep you away from Christ, folks. The day is the day, salvation. Come to the Lord. Hallelujah. The real Jesus Christ, folks. He's in heaven above. He's alive forevermore. Revelation 1, verses 17 and 18. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he 
that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Folks, that was that uh, vision that the Apostle John had. Uh, he fell at his feet as dead. He, he saw the ascended Christ. I mean, wow. And, 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 and he was intimidated. He was afraid. And the Lord said, fear not. The Lord laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not. I am the first and the last. That's God Almighty, folks. I am he that liveth and was dead. How could this be? What do you mean he was dead? Went to the cross, but he got back up again. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Listen to me, folks. Jesus Christ, he has the keys of hell and of death. If you're on his side, you're on a, uh, you're on a good team, folks. You're in a good place. And, and so that's the, that's the message for you today, folks. Don't be in bondage. I show you how the Church of Rome will keep you in bondage. And maybe perhaps you were never a Roman Catholic, but you're not saved today. Today is the day of salvation. You have to know that Christ died for you. He said, repent and believe the gospel. The good news, folks, it is for you. He came to set you free. And I'm going to leave it right there. You have a great day in the Lord Jesus Christ.